everyone, if you are the parent of a student going off to college soon or about to graduate high school, this episode is for you. We're talking about how to talk to your students about their future plans after high school. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Relevant Ramble from the Your Advisors Will See You Now podcast. You have Kiki and Kemi here. If you have not listened to our Relevant Rambles before, these are mini episodes that are relevant to higher education or tips and expert tips from Kemi and I regarding life after high school. So today we are keeping with the talking with your students or helping your students just to navigate life after high school. Um, so if you have a student that's about to graduate or maybe they're a freshman in high school and you want to just be talking to them about their future plans, we are providing some questions that you all can ask, conversation starters that you can use with your teens to help them figure out what they want to do after they finish high school. So, Kimmy, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, sure. So some we made a few lists of questions. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice sounds crazy today. So we made a few lists of questions. And our first kind of question that you can start at when you're sitting down talking to your teen is to say, okay, so what are your interests for potential careers? And let's be honest here. Basically, if you're talking to like a freshman, a sophomore, junior, even in general, their knowledge, if they haven't had like an internship or did in-depth research, they might not really know exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So let's, so what's something you could start with is asking, well, what are you interested in doing? What's something that you're really fascinated with doing now? So for example, if you have a child that, that they really are into um, like computer, computers and technology. So maybe saying, like, well, do you see yourself working on computers? Like, what do you what do you like about computers? Do you maybe they have a hobby of creating websites or they like doing code? So if discuss with them what those key interests are and then kind of pull from there, what careers could fit into this? Because that could be an option for them. Or if you have like a if you have a daughter or son or whoever, like a child in the family. And let's say they're really into, when you're on family vacation, they're very scheduled. They love to have an agenda for, so are we going to go here for this time and this time? So let's do this for this. Or you have, they're an avid planner. Maybe in high school, they love organizing events. So the main characteristic here is they kind of like managing. They like organizing. So that could be so many different things. It could be office management. It could be project management. It could be uh, an event planner. So you could kind of pull from there what their interests are to kind of guide what they might enjoy doing in the future. And then with that, take a look into those different careers in that field to see what they think might be a best match and to start that research from there to get them talking and to get their brain their brain, their brain going. So yeah, mm-hmm. Kiki, you want to hop into the next question? Yes. So the next one is simply talking to your student about their attitude towards college or really, I would just say towards a career. Let's just break it down. What's what's their attitude towards what they're going to do after high school? I'll say it that way. Yeah. Um, because students, you know, K through 12 education, that's a long time. Maybe maybe they've struggled or maybe they haven't been as invested in high school 
as maybe you as a parent want them to be or as they need to be. Maybe they're just finishing just to say that they finished their high school education. So you really want to sit down and talk with them. Maybe they just need, maybe the environment they're learning in just wasn't for them. So kind of what you were talking about, Kimmy, is maybe a technical school, if they're more hands-on and they like yeah. that more vocational, if they like automotive, if they like working on cars, if they like, even like you said, programming, coding, if they want to be in the healthcare field, there are multiple ways to do that. I know a lot of parents maybe like, you know, you're going on to get your four year degree. Is that the best thing for your student? But really just focus on their attitude. I know I had a student yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) You said they're student, they're child. (laughs) They are students. (laughs) But I had a student yesterday, you know, she came in with her parents and I could tell that they were more excited than her to be in school. And it wasn't that she didn't want to be in school. They're just more excited because I think that she was their first child going. So I had to just ask her, I was like, do you, you know, is this what you're wanting to do? Do you want to be here? And she was like, yeah. I was like, okay, great. So I had to just gauge, I had to just gauge that for her because I didn't want to force classes on her. And I tried to get her into a class that was hands-on so that she would enjoy it. But, you know, just talk to them. Are they wanting to go to school? Is a gap year maybe for them? Are going to work first, maybe for them, is starting at a community college, maybe for them, if they do want to go to college, just to test the, test the waters. So just sitting down with your teenager, gauge what their perception of college or career is. Yeah, I think that's really great that you also mentioned that it's such a long time between K to 12th grade, right? And at that level of education, your, your child, you're dropping them off at school. They're kind of going through that motion. Mm-hmm. And that's all been, what's the word for? It's just like your regular scheduled duty to do at that point. Post-secondary education is different in that as an adult, you are more hands-off in their post-secondary experience, mm-hmm. whether they're going to a four-year college or whether they are going to a community college. It's a little more hands-off because schedules are different. You're not just dropping them off for the day. They stay there for the whole day. Sometimes they have classes at this time or a different time. So it's a lot of them being managing their time effectively. Mm -hmm. So that's more like of like you're kind of coming into this adulthood kind of role. So it does take more responsibility on them and they need more initiative. So that's why we're saying it's good to understand your child to see if you're going to plug them into a program to be successful and you think they're going to stay in it because so often the unfortunate thing is you'll have someone, let's say you have a child who barely even goes to school. Sometimes they're skipping school. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not even attending gym class. Like everybody at least goes to gym mm-hmm. class. It's like an easy grade, mm-hmm. you know? And if you see that happening, it might not be the wisest thing to automatically enroll them in a four-year program where it it's, it's obvious that they might not even be successful their first semester of class. And it's very costly to go automatically to a four-year college. Yes. So that's why it's good to have this discussion of, okay, let's see, maybe we could start them in community college or based on their interest, maybe they, they do like hands-on programming, like Kiki said, and they're more invested in that. So maybe a training program into something would capture their attention to make them want to go to school. And that's a shorter program as well. So knowing the best fit to be most successful is great to analyze that and figure that out early versus you go to school, they don't finish school, you have all this debt, now what do you do with nothing to your name? I'm gonna add on to that point too, because when I see students come in, and you probably experience it too, we have to start from scratch with explaining college to them and explaining what a, what a degree is. So I would encourage families and parents too to sit down with your teenager 
if there's a if there's a program that they want to go into, so maybe they do want to go get a four year degree, and they're like, I want to I want to do a biology major, choose a local four year college or something that's close, and maybe sit down with them. Or if you're not sure as a parent, if you know this is your this is a first generation college student, maybe sit down together and look at what the program is, like what it's going to entail. What is it going to require? Internships? Do they have to do? certain amount yes. of general education requirements, basically how long, because maybe once a student sees, okay, I need 120 credit hours to get my bachelor's degree, and it, these are all the classes that go into a biology major, look at the course descriptions, because that gives them a sense of, okay, this is what I'm getting into in this major, and that's not working for them, okay, they still want to be in the science field. Maybe then look at a community college. There's other degrees they can get at a community college, an associate's degree that can still put them in the workforce. Maybe that's something that's more interesting to them. Also, the timelines more, you know, the length of time may be more suitable for them. So I would encourage families to do that, parents to do that, because a lot of students just don't know what goes into a degree, whether you're going to community college, whether you're going to technical school or a four-year school, sit down with them first, because when we as advisors start talking to them, they were like, these are your classes. A lot of times we're, we're just like, because this is what we do every day. We're experts in this area. We know what to tell a student. And we're, you know, kind of in our higher level bargain. And just kind of go with it, which is what you should do. Like, we're the ones that are guiding you. But I think it's great for a student and their parents to understand as well. Okay, this is why they're telling me to take these classes. Just understanding, I think we've mentioned it before, just understanding what goes into Whatever program you're interested in. That's very good. Um, something that you also mentioned before we hopped on the mic, Kiki, but I thought was very important was kind was getting an idea of the different jobs that are in a specific field. Mm -hmm. So for for so kind of even building off this other question of timeline, like let's say you have um, a child and they think they want to be a lawyer mm -hmm. and, but they don't even go to school. They don't even like school. Right. So, but so maybe being a lawyer specifically is not something that would be a good fit for them, but look at other things in that field. Maybe they could be, I think a paralegal mm -hmm. or a paralegal like assistant, you could go to community college for, and mm -hmm. maybe get like a, a certification for that shorter. And that's still something to do. And like kind of that law enforcement, maybe they could even think and stretch to want to be um, a police officer or something. So just keep looking in that field versus just, I'm going to be a lawyer. Maybe they don't, cause they're young. They don't really know specifically what a lawyer is unless they had an internship or maybe there's someone in your family that they shadowed and they have more understanding of mm -hmm. or or maybe they had experience and they went into like a like went took a field trip to go into court and they're like oh I this I'm kind of digging this this vibe this environment that I want to be in but other than that for the most part when people kind of think of these careers off the top of their head most of the time they're going off of what's presented to them in media of what these things look like. Um, a lot of people or like even psychology, the famous one is like, I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and, and so we automatically think, well, what's a degree that helps people. And I just want to talk with people. I don't want to help in the medical field. I want to just help people and discuss with them. I think it's automatically psychology. Right. So a lot of people do take psychology, which is great, 
But some people don't understand that you you if you want to take psychology, you need to go to a, not just a four year program. Yeah. You need to go on and over that. So there's some financing and things that you have to um, put into play because you're also going to have to do some hours. So that those are other things to think about in trying to understand what your program is. So you have to realize you have your four-year program, then you get out of your four-year program, you might go into a master's or a PhD. Mm-hmm. With that, you're going to have a level of research and a level of hands-on in the field. And based on that point in time, you're probably going to be juggling a job as well. Mm-hmm. So it's at that point where you're like, is this really the passion? Is this really the specific niche I want to go into? Or... Can you dial back and see, well, what else can I do to help people that I enjoy helping people? It doesn't necessarily have to be you just talking to people. Some people like hospitality. That's a way to help people. Yeah. People don't think that is, but hospitality is something else. Maybe you want to work in um, a hotel business, like a whole, the hotel industry, mm-hmm. hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. There's different ways of helping than just psychology. And maybe it's a shorter program that's good for you. So dial back on what are these key characteristics that they that they see in themselves and what they like to do and look broader. Don't just single in as this is just the one degree that's here in the book and this is how it fits into what I am. Think bigger because you have more options. Well said. And then we can hop into what's this other point we have here? So ask them about the future they want to live and kind of in the, they're in the kind of work culture that they could see themselves doing. So we actually spoke to our friend Tyrese about this, and he gave us some really good insight into that. And I, it's really resonated with, with me and Kiki. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was like his fiance. She's a doctor. And she went, she was, she, she like, we got to interview her. Long story short, yeah. but she, but now that she's in the field, I believe he was saying that it's so demanding on her the level of hours yeah. and the level of downtime that she has is not what she, what she wants for her personally, and so that for her is not necessarily a good, a good match for her anymore. So, kind of figuring out what you see yourself like in the future. Do you see yourself in the future having children, having a family? Maybe you don't want a job that you're on call 24 hours a day because you're not able to be as engaged as much as possible in your family. Maybe do you want a job that want that you want to be in the office and you want to connect with people? So maybe you don't want a job that you can just just do from home. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want the remote flexibility. Maybe you want to travel and work at the same time. Maybe you need to look for jobs that are more in the freelancing realm. So try to, I know it's hard and difficult to say, this is how I see myself living in the future because you're young. You haven't really lived too much on your own independently. But consider some of your interests in terms of, oh, I want flexibility. I like to travel. Or, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very much homebody. I'm really into hanging out with my, my family. Like we are, we are tight and I, I know I can't be traveling all the time on weekends for my job. That would, that would just hurt me. That's just how, how we are. So those are some key things to guide you in the right direction of a career selection, a major selection, what have you. Mm-hmm. you even off of that, this is, you know, something that 18, 19, 20-year-olds will say, like, I just want to make money. That's like, okay, yeah. that's that's fine. That's real life. We all want to make money. Um, but at 18, 19, you know, young, like early 20s, what are you going to, what are you willing to effort into career-wise so that you can make money mm-hmm. and i think we're gonna talk about this in the next one too but like when you're young and you get money 
it's like, whoa, like, you're just ready to spend it all. But, right. yeah, just understanding that at that young age, it takes work to get to a job where you're going to make money. So mm-hmm. that has kind of going back to work. our other point. Right. Kind of going back to our other point. What kind of effort are you willing to put in to get to that place? And it's not, you know, you're not going to get there immediately and and be rich. So it takes it takes time to get to the top and to live a sustainable life, which is what we're saying. What kind of life are you envisioning for yourself? Like Kemi mentioned, like the family aspect, the travel aspect, but also financially. And we all want to be financially stable, but there's different levels of financial stability for every person. Stability. Exactly. Yeah, for if you're if you're just one person, if you're supporting your family, that can be your immediate family. If you're if you have if you're young and you know having to support a family, yeah, you know we're going to talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about that yeah. more too, like salary in the next episode too. So make sure you guys listen to that in the next relevant ramble because mm-hmm. we're going to talk more about understanding salary in different careers. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Kiki. I just wanted to tag. Yeah, that no, no, that's perfect. No, yo, definitely stay tuned for that one. But yeah, just I would say something. If you're going to write something down, write down what kind of life do I want to live? And like Kimmy said, you're young. It might not come to you right now, but that's just something we are encouraging you. We did. Love that Tari said that. Just write it down so you can be, as you're experiencing, exploring the world. You're like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is cool to me. I want to be. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that's just how you plan. Yeah. That can be your five year goals, your ten year goals, whatever. So, I need to write that yeah. down for myself as well. So, it, 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 I mean, I think it resonates with all of us for sure. Yeah, and if me, me just being 110 percent transparent, like after being in the pandemic, I think my my views on life just changed. I think everybody had so much time just to, to think um, into what they truly value in their life mm-hmm. and what they really want out of their life. And I know for me, during the pandemic, I came to have a true understanding of what work-life balance is mm-hmm. and what that looks like for me and what I'm willing to, to have and what I want to perceive in my future. So for example, I know like in my previous job, I love where I worked but I had an hour commute to work and then I had an hour commute back home. Mm. And when I did the math of how many hours that would, that looks like in a year that's robbed of my day, mm. yeah. it came out. It's like a couple weeks yeah. or something <laughs> that, I'm in, that I'm in a car, right. like I'm, that I'm in a car. Right, and, and for me, life balance, I had a better understanding now of what life balance looks like for me. You always hear that word when you're you're go you're beginning to go into the career field and like, oh yeah, life balance, life balance. But you don't really know what that is until you put yourself in there. And for me, I know it's I like to be at home and not feel rushed to go into the next day mm-hmm. and actually have time to maybe have a little hobby. Mm-hmm. That's that's really <laughs> all it is for me. I don't want to have a job, and this wasn't in my previous jobs. But I, I know some people that are in jobs where they go to work, they come home, they literally have a small turnaround time to go back to work the next day. Right. And it's like you're 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 not working to live. You're you're literally living to work mm-hmm. in that aspect. So all that money you're making, maybe if you're making tons and millions of money, are you really enjoying it? I know like for me, what my value is, I want to spend time with my family. I know like I want to, I want to take time to travel. I know like there's certain things that I want to do. So for me, it was finding a job that provides that, the, obviously the passion that I'm looking for that I want to do, but allows me to also have that balance of the other areas as well, because life balance is important. Mm-hmm. It really is. 
Yeah, um, I echo that too. Yeah. I think I think you're right. And I'll just br- briefly say, you, you know, like you mentioning, when we came back, well, for me, when I came back to work, and it seemed like a lot more stuff was being put on us because, like, you know, it's just more stuff was being put on us. I I think myself and a lot of my coworkers, I have a great manager, I have great managers, I have a great team, but we are stressed a lot, and we talk about this. And I think that's why I'm like. I have a great team. We can come to each other and we can talk about our frustrations, you know. We can vent to each other. But I, I think we've all learned boundaries. You like during the pandemic, I don't and this didn't happen before. And I was when I was working in 2019, 2018, 2019, I worked eight to five. I went home. I didn't think about work. Then when we went home, seem like and this for a lot of people when you work from home it seems like you have more work to do or you're like you're doing more work and so then when i came back and all into, into the office i'm like okay well i don't know why just my time management skills weren't where they used to be i found myself like coming home and doing stuff for work or like thinking like oh, i didn't answer that email like really stressed out about things i didn't attend to yeah. but i am having to learn you have to set boundaries for yourself get get done what you can do while you're at work and th- th- these are and this is a tangent but these are just things that we're saying to be thinking about even at a young age even if you're somebody that is where kemi and i are right now be thinking about the things that you want in your career you want to be in a environment that values you as a human being you want to be in an yeah. environment that provides benefits that takes into account your mental health and wellness so those are if those are important things to you look for that and don't compromise on things that you want out of a job, out of a career, and out of an employer. So I'll just say, I'll just say yeah. that briefly. And again, it's if you've never worked, there's before, horror stories out there. There are actually companies out there that don't care. Yeah. So just to let you know, yes, because some people don't know. Like, there's horror stories out there, guys. Mm-hmm. So make sure, like Kiki said, have it in alignment of them val- what your values are. See if they're a good match for your values. Right. Actually, look at their core values. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And talk to the people. Yeah, right. People Ask questions. <laughs> they will tell you. You're absolutely right. Um, that was our that was our tangent. But a soapbox, I'll say, it's a good one. It's a good one to have because if you're listening and you're like Kemi and I, you've been out of college for a little while, and maybe you're pivoting or looking for something else, and you're trying to figure out like what your boundaries are, what your values are. That's our little soapbox for that. But the the last point we have, maybe we have more, but the last point that we have written down things to talk to your teen about is if they do want to go to college to any level of college, whether it's community college, technical, grad school, maybe they want to go on to get a doctorate, you want to talk about the costs. I want I mean, I don't think people really talk about that because there's people that get their bachelor's degree and maybe you're eligible for financial aid. Once you try to go get your master's degree, financial aid, you're FAFSA, you're not getting grants, you're not getting not getting the same grants, free money that you got when you were in undergrad. Sometimes you can get scholarships. Sometimes you can get what do they call it, graduate assistantships or, or things like that, assistantships, if you're in grad school. But graduate school is expensive. So if that's your goal, that's awesome. Keep, keep going for that. But understand that it's going to cost money. If you want to get your PhD, sometimes they will pay for you to get your PhD. It depends on the program you're going into and the field you're going into. But as a parent... If you have a student that is like laser focused, we'll go back to the law example that Kemi used. If they're laser focused on getting their bachelor's degree and they want to go to law school, 
talk about how they're going to pay for it. If you as a family are going to help them pay for it, then great. But I would say look at look at law schools, look at some of the ones that maybe they're they're just out there and see how much they cost and see just for those in, like for the admissions. What are they talking about in terms of how much it costs? Are they offering scholarships? Are they offering grants? Those are just things to talk about. And again, we're going to go into more depth about the costs of college. Kemi and I just are passionate about this because we just talked about before we even recorded, we're talking about student loans and how they're about to kick back in. Something like yeah. That. Some, some mess like that. But um, yeah, it, it's pay, paying loans. It, it can vary. Some people are really... People just don't understand how they work. We've discussed this before, so we won't go into that. Yeah, but. I yeah, mm-hmm. I think like for parents, I think the best thing that they could do when their child is applying for college is to really lean in on understanding your loan their loans ahead of time, because if let's say you are your child is used to you in the phone bill, your child is used to you obviously buying them food, providing for them up to that point. In their mind, it might already be programmed like, oh, well, my parents usually take care of the finances, so I don't really have to worry about that right now. And then when you hear when a student or a child thinks about loans, like, oh, I still have to pay that right now. So I don't have to worry about that right now. So their main focus is looking at a college that, okay, what college has my interest? What college has my major? Oh, this one looks the shiniest. This one looks like it's the quote unquote best fit for me. So I want to elect it versus this is their first big financial decision they're really going to make in their life at this young age. And they should be, you should sit down with them and have them compare colleges at a cost and then say, realistically, this will look like what needs to be paid for with interest at the end, which you'll need to pay. And then you need to, under, and letting them know like, Hey, this is what you need to pay. You need to pay mm-hmm. after you graduate college. Cause that I think will, will get them more floored into understanding. Okay. This is the bill that I have to foot. And then even breaking it down to them and saying, this is how much it will cost per month with the interest. And that's how many years you'll go into doing, because that will give them more of a realization of, okay, maybe I should, maybe it will be a good idea for me to start in community college first to save some money, mm-hmm. get my gen eds done, then transfer to an in-state public school to save some money. Right. Because I'm telling you now, young, young people, there is nothing better than financial freedom. You have the flexibility to do what you want to do. You are not chained by debt and these constant payments that you have to do. They're no longer in your mind. They're no longer a factor of how you need to move. So financial freedom is, it may not sound fun, in the beginning, you're like, oh, I want to go to this school that has a huge pool. Yeah, but guess what? You're only going to be there for four years. Are you going to be at that pool the rest of your life? For, <laughs> they're not letting you come back. They're not letting you come back after that for that pool. So these are the wise, talk, these are the talks that need to be had up front. So that way it's, it's kind of like going to the store when they see a jacket. Like this one's more expensive, but this one has this, but this one is more affordable and it still has what I need. So maybe I should go forth and get this one because mm-hmm. it's more affordable. This one works with my budget. So that's where the, I think the hard talk really needs to come in is the price comparison and understanding that loan with your child and breaking it down to that so they can make the adequate comparison and know that this is the bill that you are footing later on. And even maybe a wake-up call for some people because let's say someone wants to be a, a daycare teacher and they want to go to, this is an extreme example, Harvard, and they're not and they have to, it's like, do you really, with the salary you're going to make, it's not worth you going to Harvard. Mm-hmm. 
because you're not getting a return of your investment. But anywho, we'll talk more about like your return of investment in the next uh, relevant ramble that we're going to have. We're going to lean more into that and like the finances of that. So you can help your your child really wrap their head around that and understand how big of a financial decision this is so they can move wisely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah, definitely stay tuned for the next one where we've, we've talked about this before as well, but we just want to bring it back up as new school year is coming around. So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. Do you want to close it out? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, so thank everyone for listening in. Thank you just so much for being great viewers. We love y'all. Uh, we hope to that you listen to the next one. Please follow us on our social medias on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, all the information will be in the show notes, but our at name is at Yasin, Y-A-W-S-Y-N podcast for Instagram. And follow us on there. Share with your family and friends. That's the best way that you can help us is sharing with your family and friends. We really want to serve as a resource in the community for those who don't have um, any access to understanding college or having understand the groundwork of college, first-generation students and families and underserved populations. So please really share this with them because we really are pouring our hearts just to help you guys with that. This is fun and all, but we're doing it for you. (laughs) So please, please share. We really appreciate that. If you feel led and you want to donate in another form, we also have a Venmo in there if you feel led. But other than that, please stay tuned for the next one and we will see you. See you. Bye. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.